This is a HeadGum Podcast. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but it goes away fast as you get older because you can't have that much sugar and carbs uh, that you really shouldn't be eating, you know, first thing in the morning or right before bed. But luckily for me, there's Magic Spoon, which is zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and f- only four net grams of carbs in each serving. The Honey Nut flavor has one gram of sugar, and I really like that one. Only 140 calories a serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own box. There's nine available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry muffin, cinnamon roll, and honey nut. Even more exciting, Magic Spoon just brought back their cereal bars. They were so popular that they brought them back permanently. It's the perfectly convenient on-the-go companion for your cereal. Uh, Pretty dope that they added bars. Uh, I'm usually just a cereal guy, but their bars are pretty solid as well. And you've heard me here every week talking about the maple waffle. That's my favorite flavor. It's got a taste to it that's interesting. I, you know, I can't compare it to any other famous cereals, but if you, you give it a bite, let me know. Stoked to get back to my honey nut tonight after dinner as my little dessert. Why don't you go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code ham at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code ham to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yay! Without you, Magic Spoon, I'd be nothing. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy... The number one fuckboy, standing six foot two, 298 pounds, weighed himself this morning after three dumps. It's from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's me, Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson, Maine. Joining me in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris, who I just woke up and scared the shit out of. And for the record, Arthur is a dog. People forget that. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, a friend, a com- comedy writer, a stand-up comedian, a podcaster himself. Holy uh-huh. shit. It's <laughs> Solomon Giorgio. <laughs> oh, my God. I've not, I haven't heard that voice. I, that's one of my... Oh, wow. That was probably <laughs> the best introduction I've ever gotten into. Just in life. I was going to say podcast, but let's, let's narrow it down to just life. What ha- uh, one time I hosted a, a couple of stand-up shows in New York, and I introduced people like a wrestler or like a co- co- like a basketball player, and every comic afterwards was like, "That was really fun. That was cool that you got the energy yeah. all hyped." And I was like, "Yeah, it's a lot of work, but maybe I should do it it's, for it myself." <laughs> <laughs> I did it for Ron Funches once back when we were like baby comics. 
Uh, and I, cause I can, oh, oh I, I don't know why I just pictured you two guys like in like Muppet baby wardrobe, like walking <laughs> like together with your two very specific frames. Oh walking yeah. Together. I, was, <laughs> I think it says something like, oh, I, I use something really like cliche, like the ticket price pays for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit Ronald rules. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, us uh, Solomon. I appreciate you coming on the pod. Uh, I I recently did yours. It it, yes. may, it may be out at this point when this one airs. It's it might not, not be. It no, might yeah. be. we don't know. It's not out by record know. time. Could be out by air time. Because we banked a lot, so I have no idea oh. when anything happens. That's how I roll too. I, yeah, I'm, 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 this is banking, baby. I'm a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Call me we Goldman Sachs. <laughs> right to the account. Right. In, who knows? Who knows? If I like happy, <laughs> like happy Thanksgiving, happy Kwanzaa, whatever time yeah, of let's year. Let's get it all out there. Just in case. <laughs> this is happening right now. <laughs> we get so political that this can't come out for 18 months because we have to wait <laughs> like, for everything to cool yeah. off. Enjoy the 2024 election out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vote the Joe Biden head on the robot spider body this year. Vote blue no matter who, even if it is Joe Biden. <laughs> Listen up, corn pop. Uh, dude, you wanted to talk sitcoms. Yes. And I think we're talking about sitcoms of, of your, of our youth. I, yeah, I, believe. I, I mean, I still love sitcoms now, even though as a comedy person, it's kind of hard to watch some sitcoms because- jealousy or scaffold like you see the scaffolding too much or you're like oh. i can't believe i didn't get this like i submitted a packet for this you yeah. know oh like, there's a, there's times where i'm like i definitely auditioned for that part yep <laughs> and i didn't get that part you know what never never has a sitcom lasted more than a season that has not given me a part so <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you're the curse dog <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should have considered. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of script deals at Comedy Central over the course of like 20 years of my comedy career. And every single time, uh, everyone in development was new by the time we finally got our shit. Like, <laughs> yes. People were literally fired, like arguably because they gave us 15 grand to write a fucking script or whatever. <laughs> Look, that's it's. I feel like I think every like a like they always do that now. It's like they, something doesn't work and they just fire a bunch of people. Like I think like I can't like didn't like um, Sony fire like the most amount of people because of the Emoji Movie. Oh yeah, I, I probably <laughs> Net, like Netflix got like one little ding and they're like yeah. they like laid off five percent of their workforce. Or yeah, something. and none of them are the people that brought them to the situation. Right, though, yeah. they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're pumping a like, million dollars up the Duffer Brothers' ass a day. And, like, <laughs> But no, we're talking about yeah. I'm like, cause that's my my obsession with sitcoms was always because that's what we grew up with. But like when we came to America, that was like our comprehension of American culture. Because oh, the, awesome! When did you come? When did you come here? I didn't like know we this. came to America it was like 1985. Uh, oh, like I remember Perfect. like yeah, we got we like we landed like and it was a blizzard in St. Louis, Missouri, and we we're like fuck this. I'm always intrigued uh, when immigrants move to like cities I've never even been to after living in the. You know what I mean? Like I'm always like I'm always what what brought your family to St. Louis? Like a job or Um, I think they're like you usually like sponsored through like a church or something. So there's like some sort of association that way. Especially if you're showing up as like refugees, like there's like some sort of like religious establishment that's like bring them over here. Uh, Yeah, we have uh, empathy. Like we'll yeah, help and you. They'll, yeah. yeah, they'll set up like a housing situation, which is great. And uh, but we got That's there. So fucking cool. Was that was that freezing I mean, cold? 
you're you were pretty young at the time, but was that a shock for the fam? Yeah, I guess I guess so. I, I would my family's pretty shocking. There's really not that much of an adjustment for us. <laughs> I think you did post a picture of uh, your sibling. Same bitches, different location. It's really... <laughs> uh, don't worry. We'll break down this language barrier soon, and they'll know we're bitches. Yeah. They don't know who we are yet. Just, yeah, let them, let them enjoy this language barrier. Oh, you're, you're not going to like me once I learn English, motherfucker. I'm coming back hard. But like we came to like I remember like we it was a blizzard and we just like there was all we had was a, t- a TV and it was like the first time I ever watched like an I Love Lucy and Three Stooges and it was like a marathon and that's what we just sat down and watched because it's like it's all we could understand was slapstick so yeah we were pretty disappointed the first time we met white people <laughs> and they and we were <laughs> you oh, met three walking fa- around with <laughs> you met three fat white guys and we're so mad that they weren't poking each other in the eyes and shit <laughs> like uh you don't have a vice you can just walk around and put your friend's head in at all times <laughs> i want to get a job at the chocolate factory like, yeah, Lu- like lucy <laughs> a lot less a lot less animate <laughs> a, lot, a lot less fun uh that's so funny uh uh, my f- my thing to get me into old sitcoms was uh, being a latchkey kid, having parents that worked all the time. Ah. So I would have like carte blanche and like they had the guilt of they were like, yeah, no, they weren't going to be like, come home and do homework if we're not going to be home for four hours. I'm like, it ain't happening. <laughs> so like it's a lie you're living. <laughs> so watching like stuff that I'm way too young for sitcom wise and e- even more like. Uh, violent movie, sexual charge movie wise. Like the amount of like psychosexual thrillers I had under the belt by the time I was 10. Like the amount of times I saw like a man force himself on a woman in a movie was like insane. Like with hindsight, I think about that. And then sitcoms, I like the amount of tropes that are just burned into my head that I (laughs) I would eventually be let down by them never happening in real life. You know, it's like there's, I never got to do like a fundraiser to save something. I mean, besides like <laughs> democracy every couple of years here, but I never got to like, we got to do a dance off to keep the fucking kids, oh, the gosh. YMCA open. Oh. And shit. I always wanted was, to do. Yeah. Like the Christmas episodes, I feel like always there's something that's like, like the day they, they, every TV show would do like their version of a uh, white Christmas of like one of the characters needing to learn a lesson or they do their own version of a Christmas carol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every single one. Dude, the amount, the amount of like whole hog, just like they always do like uh, a bed, uh, a con- mistaken identity, uh, a double book uh, date, uh, a, a locked in a blank, uh, the will they won't they characters uh, trapped yes. somewhere. Uh, yes. the, uh, the weird neighbor, the minority neighbor, you know, like these oh. tropes you get. Like, Truly, they're, they're tropes, but they're also like, they're so, but they're not like, I feel like there's so many things that are un, like unpredicted. Like I fucking, like, I think like, I like anything that becomes like a fever dream and like if, if the show jumps a shark, that to me is when it gets interesting because anything can happen. And that's right. what and I love. It's funny that you say it because now it that feels like I, I, I'm not trying to be interesting politically here. Trust me, never. But like it feels like <laughs> America has jumped the shark in that way too, where like almost anything can happen. Like you know, like we're gonna have like a porn star president. We're gonna have a president whose genitals we've seen yeah. soon enough. 
Like, like it's all- I know where it's like, your sister's your mom, and she's also your grandmother. <laughs> <Right>. What? <laughs> America, 2023. <laughs> yeah. You just get like, uh, like in the sitcom version, it's like you're just introduced to a character who's like, yeah, I'm a, uh, I space travel. And it's like, what? Yeah. On this show? And it's like, yep, we've just changed the entire canon of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, oh, there's like, I, fuck, I remember, you ever seen Small Wonder? Hell yeah. Um, Vicky the Robot. There's one specific episode that I always will never forget because clearly they they made a little girl robot, but it's a real person, uh, so she had to grow up. Uh, and what they decided on the show was to give her a puberty chip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <It was>. bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I programmed to bleed? <laughs> What a what a weird thing to give to your robot. I know it's like it's time it's time the it's time the house robot started developing. It's like you know? adding tits to your Tesla. Like, well, one day she's gonna grow up and get married. No, no, she, she doesn't. doesn't. She's There's a, a robot. robot. <laughs> That's like, what did you make her for? Why does she? Why did she? Why does she exist? Yeah, wait, she's your child? Wait, and she has human siblings? Okay, what the fuck? You couldn't adopt? Oh my God, it is truly, it was one of those, like, I was just like, I fucking, I was like, why? Like, but it's like, to them, it's like, this is a lot, like, it has to be done in the show, and then it's like, yeah, because you don't want a lot, like, you, like just say the thing is growing up and say nothing about it. Yeah, be like, wow, it's a super, uh, modern robot, it mm-hmm. ages, or it has <laughs> biomatter. Uh, the, that's funny because uh, the other one that I kind of always pair with Small Wonder is Out of This World about the oh, the yes. alien woman who can stop. And she ev- I remember she eventually gets other powers from the dad in the cube like on her certain birthday. Yeah. And I remember that like breaking the format of the show a little. Uh, Zach Morris freezing time I kind of yes, think is another otherworldly thing that I, I don't I didn't hate growing up. But overall, uh, all the sitcoms we've mentioned so far were all I've watched like and countless more like TGIF and like I watched countless episodes of these shows. But if I'm being honest with myself, even back then, I don't think I thought they were funny. I just enjoyed them for some reason. And it wasn't until like Simpsons uh, married with children, uh, Seinfeld, uh, Friends these shows st- started to make me actually laugh. And I actually thought, yeah. or maybe my sense of humor was developing at the same time too. I don't know. But I started to be like, these shows are funny. I used to just like, like Family Matters, but I didn't laugh all too much at it. I yeah. watched every episode of Full House, but I couldn't even tell you a thing that was funny in the s- 600 hours. I could tell you that the Beach Boys were on <laughs> late yeah, in the they season. Yeah, it was very, like, it's worth, it's entertaining to watch. And yes! that's the thing. Like, but they were, meant for, they were meant for the whole family. And I feel like they were like, they're funny moments, but yeah, not no one's like fucking falling over dying of laughter but it's it's just it's a but yeah but i also feel like the like the adult humor shows that were available at the time like i think like i like i was watching cheers at the time i thought it was the most boring thing same ever i rewatch it now i'm like this is the most hilarious fucking it's brilliantly written yeah you're like i can't believe this was lost it's so especially as a kid if it had that cheers like 
tone, like that yellowish tone that made it look a little older and not from the 90s, yeah. I, I had a hard time with it. Like MASH, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Now I'm a grown yeah. up and I'm like, I hate the look of crisp digital. <laughs> I, you know, give me the like, fucking... Things, like, why do, first of all, their fucking theme songs back then sounded like a nap. Like there was this, like it's just like this do 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 do. Like it's it's a taxi had the same situation. Right. Uh, who's the boss? Had it like that's like it was very like low hum of a theme song that you're like, what's what's going on? This seems like a very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very it, I feel like it's lulling me into something here. Uh, but you're talking about like a fucking small wonders theme song, a full house theme song. That's like it's just engaging. It's it's enticing. It's like get in here, dude. <laughs> I miss the theme songs that kind of gave you the pilot. Like that they like, yeah. like that's out now. They don't do that anymore. But because there's barely any time for opening credits, because you got to make your episode 18 minutes long so they can get enough <laughs> commercials in to keep the lights on at Chevron or whatever the however TV works these days. Uh, but I like the the nanny. Uh, oh, out of this gosh. world! Catch a moonbeam in a jar. Nanny was such a fucking good one. Uh, uh, you ever swing on a shooting star? Catch a moonbeam in a jar from uh, <laughs> Out of This World. Like, yeah, Growing Pains had a fucking banging oh. fucking song. Like, show me that smile again. Show me that smile. <laughs> Don't waste another minute on your crying. Oh fuck, okay, man! Wow. That could, <laughs> I, I could play. A, I could sit here and take turns singing sitcom songs, and I would be doing. You have a yeah. I would voice have no problem doing that. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's like it's a rare condition this, this day, day and age. age. <laughs> Reading the news. <laughs> we did the good news the on the newspaper page. The milkman, the paperboy, evening, even TV. That shit, that <laughs> phrase is burned into my head the way LMNOP is from the alphabet. God, oh, it is. Fuck, man, that was that's yes, those are that's like Randy Newman level music. That is some yes! fucking joyful fucking song. It's a joyful right. song. It's like a minute long, and it drills directly into your cerebral cortex. It goes into your ear and buries itself in your like amygdala where you can never forget it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll just be, you just be vacuuming on a Sunday and then just singing it to yourself. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, there's, there's, I think, yeah, there's so many, like for me, yeah, I just, it's, I miss it. I, I think that I think that should be a return to form that we need to have soon is the uh, theme song because uh, we don't. We, I think we're, we're I would love. <laughs> I mean, like the the sitcoms I watched this year. Like, I guess it doesn't even sitcoms doesn't even feel right anymore, right? It's like now single camera comedies feels like because like yeah. Abbott Elementary and Grand Crew were like the two the two main sitcoms I watched this year, but yeah. they are technically sitcoms. But to me, you, like. That doesn't feel like sitcom for some reason feels like a multi-camera set these days. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is Lil is Dave the li- a sitcom? Like, yeah, I think it's the difference between a half-hour comedy and a sitcom, right? And what and I what think, what is that difference? And I think for me, it is the multi. It has to be multi-cam to be like sitcom. Just screams multi-cam, like soundstage, cam, multi-cam. Yeah, single cams. Like, like it's like this is it's it's almost like this can be. This can be art. Like for me, like there's always like you can still have a very, very good sitcom like a Golden Girls where it's like joke, 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 joke. Yeah. But that live uh, studio Sein- audience. Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. People hate a live studio audience. For me, it's fucking candy. It Dude, I do not mind golden. it. I do not mind it. I, it. It's so. And I think it's because it is like the the soundtrack of my childhood. Yeah. It's just listening to like. <laughs> I, and uh, honestly, like that's it was really funny. I feel like. I said it, I never really found stuff funny, but I wonder if like 
the laugh track just brought me along for the ride. There was something about being young and the laugh track letting you know where the jokes were that let you feel like maybe like especially the yeah. ones that were kind of like a little more not adult, but you know, not kitty dumb sitcom jokes that had like a little yeah. weight to them or a little in- intellect behind them. You'd be like, Oh, I know to laugh there. And then people like your, your family <laughs> would be like, Whoa, okay. You understand that? You're like, not at all, but I want to play. <laughs> and like, I think that activates in like a young wannabe comedian's mind of like, okay, yeah. well now I want to know what everyone's joking about and laughing about all the time. Like I got to know what I got to know what everyone's talking about. It's integral. Like, especially like, like for my like my again we were immigrants so like we didn't we weren't understanding what's going on our only point of laughter was the laugh track right right and that's the only time that's the only time my mother laughs when she's watching tv is when she hears a laugh track because she like a lot of things can go over her head she does like in like like we because we'd watch stand-up stand-up when we were young and my my parents had no idea what they were fucking saying (laughs) (laughs) to this day they barely understand half the jokes that eddie murphy told them but they would laugh hysterically with the audience because it, it has the audible <laughs> laughter yeah there's an audible laughter and then go like eddie murphy might be the one like i think you could watch him on mute and you might laugh yeah. you know what i mean like and if you don't and if you don't speak his language once he starts laughing it's hard not to laugh at his <laughs>, laughs yeah <Sorry>. it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's, not fucking bad Giorgio. <laughs> i like that that was good This next sponsor of High and Mighty, uh, it's one of the few sponsors that I literally just chugged four seconds before reading this ad. I use Athletic Greens every day because I like uh, to feel like I'm working towards better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. And I can't take pills on an empty stomach in the morning. It makes my tummy hurt and makes me a little nauseous. And nothing can get your day going better than some easy-to-digest nutrients and a big old glass of water, a.k.a. hydration. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. And look, here's the best thing. It's just a small microhabit with big benefits, something you do every single day, and it costs you less than $3 a day, and it ain't hard. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar. Uh, it helps uh, with a lot of stuff. And uh, I'm a big fan of the product. And um, I am leaving for a few days and I'm packing it with me. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop of cu- in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com mighty to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's springtime. Spring has sprung. Stitch Fix, baby. Oh, man. When it comes to looking good, they've got you covered. Say goodbye to endless browsing and hello to fresh picks curated for your size and taste. It eliminates the shopping part. It's like a montage in like an 80s movie. People just holding up shirts. and You're like, nope. 
No, yes. All you got to do is take a few minutes, set up your Stitch Fix style profile, answer some questions. Then uh, the expert stylists go to work and they find items exclusively for you. Every piece is handpicked for you. Size, style, and budget. Send you five pieces to try on at home. Keep what you love and send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are all very easy and very free. No subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries. There are no hidden fees. I have a few great shirts that fit, and now I know new brands that work for me, and I know Stitch Fix pulls it for me. It's a true delight. Sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest pieces from women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash mighty to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash mighty to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. That's stitchfix.com slash mighty, baby. Stitchfix.com slash mighty. Jumped back to your, uh, the, the, there's also like a layer of like the pattern of jokes. Like you, like once you've watched a lot of sitcoms, you know, like you don't need the laugh track to know, like just based on the way people talk or act that you're like, I'm, I'm just picturing you know, I've spoke English, the same language as I watched growing up my whole life. But I'm just I'm, I'm imagining watching watching it a la like without understanding English. And I feel like you start. First of all, I can only imagine that you're like <laughs> you if you if I learned to speak language like English from like Seinfeld, like what that might end up being like. <laughs> if you like watch <laughs> like I, I, I taught improv once to a, a Japanese dude was in my class and he explained that. Uh, I'm like your English is your English is really good. Like um like uh, congrats, man. Like because he was like I've only been yeah. here for a couple of months, and I'm like how'd you get so good? I'm curious. And he's like I looked up the number one selling book in America and kind of just kept reading it and learning. I'm like oh what was that book? And he's like the Bible. And I was like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I kind of just nodded and I was like, yeah, I guess you could learn English from that. Holy shit. I'm trying to think of the Bible I read, the amount of words in it that I don't know. And I, English is my first language, my only language. And I was like, <laughs> he's just walking dude. around saying bagat. Like, yeah, it's right. common. <laughs> he's like, come on, no man shall lie with another man. Stand up. <laughs> You're like, wow. Huh? That is. Good for him. Good. Yeah, I would. It, it worked. Like, <laughs> so I read the Bible, but I didn't. I didn't like it. No. I didn't learn anything from it. <laughs> no. I went to a fucking class every one weeknight a year, uh, one one night a week for fucking ten years to explain the stories in the Bible for yeah. me, and I still don't give a fuck. And as a matter of fact, it made me hate it more because one of those teachers hit me because I was right and they were wrong. And, like, <laughs> I was just being a little wise ass, and he couldn't handle it, so he hit me, and I was like, "Well, this place sucks," and I will never <laughs> respect. Now you lost one. Yeah. You lost another <laughs> one. Like, it wasn't the child molesting God, shit. God, you hear that? <laughs> now I can't deal with the Catholic Church anymore. People are like, now? <laughs> yeah, he hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it landed on my doorstep. I'm learning. <laughs> That's the problem. That You know what? Look, if you can't find a pro- like, look. As long as you reach the same conclusion that something sucks, doesn't matter how you got there. Right, right, right. The end justifies the means, brother. Take the ride. <laughs> We're on the same side now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bitch. We hate you, God. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh, I can't really wait. I can't wait to fight God one day. Uh, um, was TGIF a big part of your life? 
like yeah, I, think we're, I think we're close in age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't integral. Yeah, I'm I'm 40, and right. yeah, that was it was sort of like I like I'm definitely like every anything that had a middle child, I was on board with because I'm the quintessential middle child. I'm child number five of seven. Oh so. shit! <laughs> seven. Six siblings is oh, yeah. is ha- I have two young too many yeah <laughs> objectively uh it's objectively a lot to <laughs> keep track it's a lot it's too many people at once <laughs> I think psychologists would tell you that like you can't live with more than three people mentally you know yeah. like- <laughs> if you were in a bedroom and there were just seven people there with you you'd be like I think there's too many people I should go to be allowed in this space <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should leave <laughs> I had two younger brothers and our shit was crowded as fuck so I can only I can only imagine but. That's funny you say that because we loved seeing the brothers represented on screen. You know what I mean? Like, and especially like we were little budding bros. Mm-hmm. So anybody that was like broy, like the like the cousin uh, Cody on Step by Step. On oh, Step lo- by Step, yeah. yes. <laughs> of course, like most of the people we loved growing up ended up being like actual scumbags in real life. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, okay, he's a piece of shit. Of course, a millionaire in the '90s is an asshole now. No way. Believe it or not, believe it or not, you think it's somewhere around Kickboxer 4. He was like, right. you know what? Wow, good pull. Good pull. He is Look, in Kickboxer 4. You have no idea. If, you, if you're talking Sasha about Sasha Mitchell television, or Sasha something is his name? Something like that. Yeah, if something was bro in the 90s, I probably witnessed it for gay sexual reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have access to porn back then, so it's if really somebody fun. was a douche in a TV show, in a movie... I probably watched you want Snake Eater. Watched all four. <laughs> that's really. That's re- I keep saying that's really funny that you say that. Obviously, the edibles are kicking in. But uh, <laughs> what that my upbringing is like the shit I watched growing up was one degree off from being like gay bait. <laughs> like it, it's yes. like most of the shit I grew up watching is like wrestling, action movies yes. where it's like shirtless, like male gazy shots of men's pecs as like a machine gun yeah. fires and i was obsessed with the male form i was reading muscle and fitness magazine and shit when i was like 13 obsessed with like the gym and lifting oh, weights yeah. and and i was like it, it's literally a road we're all on and then it's like well i'm gonna have sex with men it's like i'm gonna have sex with women or i'm gonna have sex with anybody <laughs> like whoever like wherever you end up going but for a long time like in the 80s and 90s i oh, feel yeah. like i was on the same path as it a was lot a of thin friends. thin line <laughs> yeah. and i was like and everybody was like i'm gonna have sex with women i'm like that seems like the more harder thing to do from this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna this be. Like, like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stay here <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the people here. You guys want to go all the way over there? You just watch all your friends get off at the heterosexual exit, and then be, you see them crash their cars immediately. Or... The thing about the heterosexual there's, exit, there's it's hard a, to find e- another exit. There's an easy exit. There's a much easier. We use it as an entrance, but it's fun all around. Oh, you're gonna, learn to, you're gonna try to learn to talk to another gender? Well, good luck with that. Yeah, you guys wouldn't it be easier to talk to dudes? Since that. You guys have a lot in common. But no, I remember, God, I'd like watch like I. Was, yeah, I, we'd watch wrestling all the time. My dad was obsessed with it. Like I remember just watching the Papa Shango make uh, Ultimate Warrior vomit, and me walking by, going, "That's hot." <laughs> that, uh, that's that's interesting. That seems that seems like something to unpack with a therapist, not here on High and Mighty. Oh, I don't need to. I think it's perfectly fine. No, <laughs> oh, I'm not here to kink shame, but I, that's because that exact imagery. We're talking jumping the shark and like changing the rules of the world. When Papa Shango put an actual voodoo curse on Ultimate Warrior, affected, black vomit, 
black vomit coming out of his mouth. This affected me so much as a child. I was truly, truly upset. I was like, you can't do that. Like, magic's not allowed. Like, I couldn't understand. Like, I knew it was fake, and I still couldn't even parse. Like, they broke the rules of the... Like, the Undertaker was coming back to life, and like, yeah. and that didn't... That didn't bump me as weird. But the See, second Papa me, Shango puts a curse on him, I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> I'm over here like drama, <laughs> theatrics, drag. This is amazing. I, that, <laughs> Camp, think bigger, have fun. <laughs> holy shit, wrestling and drag are very much on a yeah, similar except path. Except when drag queens fight, it's usually real. <laughs> it's for yeah, it's <laughs> way more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like Drag is so in my wheelhouse. Like yeah. I just love. I mean, it's wonderful. It's just art theatrics. Form. It's all. Right. It's like it's big. It's like living large and being big and the, just having like this fun big persona for stage, which is it's a fun release too. Yeah, like, it's a very fun big release. And if like, I like yeah. to get dressed, I think yeah. I would really enjoy drag. But I do. Yeah. I would only be like a drag queen in athleisure wear would be like my mm -hmm. thing. And that would oh, be see, like that's, less that's appealing. Why it's called stand-up comedy. <laughs> right, exactly. So instead, I get on my podcast and put on my... I lip sync to songs. I uh, host No, that's nights. the issue. Like, yeah. as I do, like, I do my fair share of like makeup and, and dresses, but I'm just like... But like, I can't make it for more than 30 minutes. And then I'm like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop. I gotta say, you posted a recent picture, I think, of your Look. silver hair... Uh, Get up! That shit was fucking fire. You look, look great. I can do. Dude. I can do. I, can, I do my best. Uh, I, this 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 face can uh, be morphed into any form of uh, beautiful creature, but <laughs> but also weird, I, you know what weird I do? flex. But okay, I do remember from wrestling as well was <laughs> just gold dust and his and his and his power move was just homophobia. <laughs> I dude truly he's just playing gay chicken with everyone until they ran away. It, growing up straight in the nineties and eighties was constant yeah. gay chicken as well. The <laughs> amount of like straight friends of mine who and gay friends of mine in the long run whose dicks I've touched like over the <laughs> pants or like who's like uh, ass I've patted or like th this like a thing you would like put your fingers up your friend's butt if they were on the <laughs> yes, stairs in front I've... of you in high school and it's like. Never registered as anything. <laughs> it was just like, and then I eventually got to the point where I knew more gay men and was talking more and gay. And I was like, yeah, we I've do a been, lot of the same shit. We did a lot. We did a lot. We did a lot. Oh, God. I feel like there was one me and my friends, me and my straight friends did where we called, um, we just gay porn each other. So we just like take whatever space one of us had and just cover it with gay porn, which is like, <laughs> it was ridiculous that even ever happened to me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh no! Not me! And you, I can't. <laughs> were, were you? In, uh, do you mind me asking? Were you in the closet at the time? No, you, no, no, I wasn't out. Not at the time. At the time, I was like, like we were, we were like eighteen, nineteen, and I was like, <laughs> it was just an, it, like it was just a minor inconvenience for me, but for my friends, it was, like, it was just more about. <laughs> it was more about wiping the scotch tape off the walls than, yeah. than anything. Like, now I got tape on my wall. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, yeah! If you could get your friend to accidentally watch gay porn or see gay porn imagery, oh, yeah. that was like a huge win in the '90s. Be like Lemon Party. Oh, <laughs> LemonParty.org. We put fucking uh, pictures of dicks inside of people's lockers like 
all the time. <laughs> like that oh, like, again. I think that's considered sexual assault. I've <laughs> never seen a single gay person own a gay porn deck of cards, but I have seen so many straight men. <laughs> I got this at a bachelor party. Own a gay porn deck of cards. <laughs> never once have I walked into a gay man's house and be like, "Hey, you want to play cards?" <laughs> Naked men. <laughs> The amount of times I've just been like hanging out with a straight dude that's like, look, <laughs> like, what are you doing? How funny what is this? <laughs> you're like, funny, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> These guys are sucking dicks. And you're like, yeah, I, I see. <laughs> you bought that? <laughs> and what brought you, what made you purchase this? And what made you show this to me now? <laughs> oh, man, it's. Uh, We're going to play Kings with him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, flashing your friends like i i don't know like oh, yeah. what, like it's like uh pantsing each other like the amount of sh- and and yeah we get- had a game called nuts which was pretty much just us uh saying nuts while we threw stuff at each other's nuts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we used to all sit like spread eagle on the ground with our feet all touching each other in a big circle and we would have like a, a a tennis ball that you had to slowly roll. Oh and yes, you couldn't yes. flinch, but like, <laughs> like just you would like slowly hit each other in the balls all the time, dude. Yeah, it's I. Oh god, I'm the fact that I still have sperm, uh, based on this cruel activity to our nuts that we did to each other, dude. The amount of nut trauma I experienced between playing <laughs> uh, sports uh, and being uh, a rowdy hetero boy in the 90s and then i in my spent my 20s in speedos smoking weed and like drinking <laughs> yellow number 5 so i don't think i, I don't think i could fucking uh, i don't I, I think i have my motility is like upsetting there's like one sperm in every load and he's like <laughs> is yellow number 5 really legit <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was just one of the things from my childhood that was like. Was it? It was a low sperm count. I always thought it was like it shrunk your penis, but I guess it's a low sperm count is the one. But low that's... sperm count when you're 13, the joke then jumps to shrinks your penis or makes your balls yeah. fall. Like, like anything, you were just like, you could. That was that was another thing about. The, we'll, we'll talk about sitcoms again shortly. But another thing yeah. about the 80s and 90s was, <laughs> like, your dick was like as a boy your dick was like if someone said it was weird or small like it would it could destroy you emotionally i and it's like yeah. that is such a weird time where someone's like oh dude you can't go in the hot tub it'll shrink your balls and it's like my balls were not shrunk and everyone's like yo his balls shrunk you know gabrus i heard gabrus's balls shrunk in the hot tub. <laughs> and it's like it's not true it's not true i a girl gave <laughs> here comes the tmi parade a girl gave me a handy in seventh grade Oh, that's a TMI. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> not not here, not, <laughs> not with you. We, I, we're new friends, and we know too much about each other. I love it. But uh, in seventh grade, a girl gave me a handy, and she did like a rodeo grip type situation. And in seventh grade, I'm I'm jerking off every single day, potentially more than once a day. So I am like a pro, and it just didn't work. I was erect, but I didn't finish, and she, like. That got around school. Like she told a friend who told a friend who told a friend, and it came back to me. It was like, Gabrus, I heard you're like weird and you don't come. Like it was like I, the the rumor was I, I couldn't come, and that went around. And I had to like come at, like go to my classes like and and peers and be like, No, I jerk off so much. And I'm like now I'm throwing a lovely young woman who uh, gave me a hand job under the bus, and I'm like, and Jen's just not that good at it, okay? And I'm a pro, and now I'm like, and then my friends' older brothers are all calling me jerk-off boy, because like the whole school knows, and it's like, 
It's like, ah, I guess that's what I'm coming from when I say, if someone finds out something about your dick, it's fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's very specific to one triggering event in my life. Sorry. <laughs> the person that actually is the story about is actually visiting me right now. It's one of my old best friends. <laughs> I saw you tell- look over your shoulder. I was like, what? So is it? <laughs> I was going to tell you a thing. Let me. All right. So I get like, this was before I met him, but we've, we've known each other since we were like 18. And uh, now I'm whispering into them. <laughs> I love so. this. I love this. <laughs> he was gone for like a week from school. And they just started a rumor that they took out one of his nuts. <laughs> so and true. And when he came back, he got the nickname One Nut. <laughs> and it didn't go away for years. <laughs> Dude, that that's the other thing. You can get branded with a nickname. that ma- A kid got hit with a discus. Uh while the track and field team was practicing and when he was like a freshman or sophomore and he was called heads up for the entire rest of it. <laughs> You'd see him in the hallway and we'll go, heads up! Heads up! <laughs> oh, but speaking of fertility issues, uh, that comes up in sitcoms a lot. Yes! Well, a I, lot. <laughs> the thing that I learned when I was young, like when I was in my 20s was I learned that 40 and 50 year old white straight men were writing sitcoms that's like oh. i remember being able to unpack that and be like it's always about like fertility it's always about like i don't do enough chores around the house there's always like light mis- <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's like it feels like a lot of about- dudes just airing their marriage issues via million dollar truly, development truly. deals <laughs> like i don't know the, the level of impotency that was occurring in the 80s and 90s male writers <laughs> is high <laughs> Because they gave us so many warnings about wearing lo- wear boxes instead of like I think it was an episode of Coach that told me he, like where he's like I'm wearing boxes instead of briefs and like and that's like I didn't know that was a, like I was con- I was so concerned about low sperm count at a young age that did not <laughs> involve me whatsoever. Dude, I was so concerned with parking validation, something that didn't exist in New York, but I saw it so much in sitcoms. I'd always like ask my mom when we left the place, I'm like, did they validate your parking? She's like, what? I just parked in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, okay. I think, like, I laugh at it when it happens in Tommy Boy, and I'm like, I don't even get what they're talking about. And then I move here, and they're like, "Did you val- do you need parking validation? And I was like, here we are. Yeah, it, like, un- unloads my brain. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> But yeah, I, f- I feel like I feel I think at least every other sitcom there's a fertility issue episode. There's an issue where uh, there's always an uh, every sitcom has an episode where like the male patriarch or the old man is doing a physical thing that he couldn't do that he used to do or he's getting like he's playing in the company softball game and it's super and they like there's a lot of like retreading heroic sports moments that is so clearly <laughs> yeah. like the dorky ass showrunners like i i could have made the baseball team just like dan <laughs> it's like danny tanner or whatever oh <laughs> uh, that was a danny tanner or was that a uh, tony no. danza's character oh it's tony dan yeah he was he, a former he was a former pro player that got injured and got taken out and became like an oh god who's the boss i was who's so attracted to both Angela and Mona on that show. I think that show kicked off my weird older, <laughs> older lady. Not it's not weird, but my older woman fetish that I is has grown with me as I got to be 40. 60 year olds got more only gotten older. Yep. That's the thing I like about old chicks. The older I get, the older, the older they, they get. get. <laughs> the weirder, like cougar hunter uh mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey character from the reboot. Oh, you're 103? Let's talk. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> 
Your will's uh, completely filled out? Okay, that's probably for the best. <laughs> I don't need to be in it. I'm just here for the now. I'm here for the now. Na- <laughs> I'm just here for the fucking lady. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. keep your diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your diamonds. That's <laughs> she was gonna give me a bunch of diamonds. <laughs> I left nah. you all my diamonds. Relax, sweetheart. I'm gonna give you a pearl necklace. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm on life support. <laughs> it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> Sir, get out of here. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm just here. For, I'm just here for the. I'm just here for the women. I'm just here for the lady. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just, just here. To, I'm just here to take care. Take care of these old ladies. Be on my way. And then the Touch by an Angel theme song starts playing. You just disappear into the clouds. <laughs> oh, it's real. And uh, now I'm unpacking more shit about myself. Uh, but I, and this is something I've brought up on on this podcast and raised by TV, my uh, old 90s TV podcast. But a lot of the women that were on TV shows, like, the kids, like the the girl that I would say, I'll just use the classic nuclear family yeah. setup, which a lot of sitcoms do. But like, the daughter was always too young, even for me when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Like I was always yeah. like they weren't like, but the moms always were, you know, like beautiful comic oh, actresses. Yeah. And you're like, and I think that's why our generation of straight dudes has such like, I mean, and obviously like led, you know, and. Millions of years, millennia yeah. of Oedipal uh, shit and uh, uh, biology going on, but years of breastfeeding going on. But the moms <laughs> on those shows were always like low key hot. And I never. Oh, e- yeah. And like Peg Bundy, uh, Fran Tresh. And then another thing I learned talking to people is a lot of the women I grew up having a crush on as a little straight guy were people who ended up being like weirdly gay icons not weirdly gay icons but the the coincidence is weird it's like a lot oh. of people are like uh, like i was obsessed when i got a little older i was obsessed with karen from will and grace uh megan mullally i was like i found her to be She's so odd tits out looking so great all the time yeah and the thing i realize is that gay dudes love broads yeah. like like and that's my type as well and it's like <laughs> it's like at, like you know my wife worked in marketing so i am Tons of gay male friends <laughs> over the <laughs> not to stereotype, uh, but it's a positive stereotype. Look, we we love we love we love bigger than life women. <laughs> yeah, we do, and I we, we I'm here for the same thing. We love rods. We love, but we I, we but I think there's like the variation of uh like pers- like I think the best way to explain every trope in one of uh, of women in in uh in sitcoms is the Golden Girls. All. Four tropes are right there. Yes, right. Of where the they dummy, fall under. <laughs> yeah, the, the dummy, the slut, the, slut, the old the one, smart ass. the smartass, and the wise ass. Yeah, <laughs> like that's all. You, the, yeah, the one who, like the one who's old and wise, the one who's yeah. a smartass, the one who is uh, a little slutty, and then the one who is uh, just uh, dumb. Uh, yeah, that is a classic. Like Friends hits that. Sign for, like all of them hit that. Uh, that, oh, that's really. But that's Golden the, Girls. Golden Girls fucking... did it without any like very few male interruption. Golden Girls did it like showing that much yeah. variation between four older white women is like that's just good writing. <laughs> like, that's, like, just, that's just good writing. Yeah, that, I mean, it, great acting as well. Sorry, I should give the yeah. women credit as well. Great acting, oh, yes. and great writing. Such. 
for them to be such disparate characters, yet to me, a young boy, just being like the four old ladies. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I don't know, the four old ladies. But then as I, you get older and watch it and pay attention, you're like, fuck, these are fully realized characters. So fully. different. From, that show is so fucking good. Like, it, it holds up now. It's crazy. There's I can't so believe much I watched it. Done. <laughs> the jokes are so hard hitting. And there's so like it's like there's moments that are just it's like tight as fuck too. Fuck, yeah. like I can't like I, I that is a caliber of writing I wish I could do. It's as, as I was about to say it's an aspirational level of comedy. It's a it's old fashioned in in a way, but it's like the best old fashioned you got where it's like da da do do da da do do da da do do, and it just like uh single 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 double mm-hmm. double double single home run double double singles you know like picture it sisley 1913 i'm like yes i'm picturing it i'm fucking there <laughs> i'm in every baby. fucking time let's ride <laughs> you hit me every time like it's it's crazy that a show like that we can you can watch it as a, a young man and enjoy it as a 10 year old then you can watch it as a 30 year old and have a different feel and then you can watch it as a 40 year old 40 year old and like it works that that shit's like truly a four quadrant show you know what i mean even like put the fifth quadrant of comedy snobs in there and they'd be a comedy snob could destroy full house step-by-step family matters home improvement shows that but good luck taking down golden girls no fucking way i would break a damn neck if you tried (laughs) (laughs) not to mention the wall the wall of defense that golden girls would pull up yeah but it but it it holds up to every scrutiny yes there's very few shows that hold up to scrutiny all around right some of them are like it's still funny but they say the f word a lot you know like any 90s thing uh or you're like or it uh it's not offensive, but the jokes suck, you know? And yeah. it's like, but Golden Girls ha- never burned any bridges and has oh, no. just always delivered. Yeah, man. I, I got to meet gotta... Betty White. Uh, I did a bit. Did you? With, yeah, I did a unaired pilot presentation with her. Um, the The premise of it was an old, an old celebrity was paired with a young celebrity. They loosened up the term celebrity for the pilot presentation, which allowed me to be partnered with Marla Gibbs. Yeah, uh, somebody to me. <laughs> <laughs> me. Marla Gibbs? Oh my God. Marla Gibbs was my teammate, <sighs> but on one of the other teams was uh, Betty White and some Disney uh, Disney actress. Uh, oh. But Betty White, I was a little, it was a little upset seeing her at first because I saw like the non-TV Betty White and she's, yeah. you know, she was old and she was, she was weak and had a team of people helping her. But it, did feel a little like they were placing her and like, okay, you know, yeah. earn earn money for the machine or whatever. And I got kind of like, oh, this is icky. And I felt bad for Betty. And yeah. then they call action and Michelle Collins was hosting this, a uh, friend of the pod was hosting this pilot presentation. She's like, Betty White starts unscripted delivering fucking riffs, like responses uh, and yes. crushing. And I literally watched like it was like placing Yoda on stage and then just watching Yoda do the f- force. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, is what ah. is this? Is, are you OK? You seem free. All of a sudden she's fucking lighting us all up. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's still got this was of course. this was like s- six years ago. So she's in her 90s or whatever she was. That's forward. That's fucking wild. Yeah. I feel like there's there's certain like like there's certain ways to get into your energy. There are people who have to be on for a little bit before they can like fully be on in camera. But there's just people, the people that would just be like fully off until somebody says action. 
yeah, and then they just come into existence. You're like that, that for like I like when people are like I'm a method actor. Fuck you. Yeah, anyone can do that. Anyone can do that. Anyone can be a piece of shit all day. But I want you. You want to fucking show off? Be completely who you are, and then be somebody else in a heartbeat. That's <laughs> acting. All right. That is acting, dude. I, I'm the opposite. I'm always on, and then when I'm asked to deliver on camera, I blow it. Oh, you know what, baby? I, I under-deliver. We went to the same school of acting. <laughs> everyone's like, Gabriel's is... I'm like, everyone on the crew loves me. I'm friend. Everyone's laughing at me. Then we start rolling, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, can you stop looking at the camera again, <laughs> yeah. Solomon? It's well, like- if you don't be looking at the camera, why is it in front of me? <laughs> I never, I never plummet in confidence and energy until someone, someone says, I'm the exact, I'm so much more comfortable off camera. I'm like cracking jokes. Like, I don't care who the celebrity on set is. I'm like, Hey, we're funny. And it's like time to shoot. And you're like, "Um, um, and do you want, and did you, did you say you want me to pick up the loose leaf and hold the paper? Sorry, do I, how do you want me to turn the doorknob? Like a doorknob. (laughs) So open it, then go through the door. Uh, yeah, that's probably the right order, dude. <laughs> like, okay, okay, just yeah. check in. Just okay, check in. just want to make sure. I just want to do it wrong. Okay, <laughs> and like you get you get like the notes that are like, okay, yeah. So this guy is like a fun, normal guy. So if you want to just act normal, that'd be great. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm dropping the ball. Oh here. yeah, Big now like, yeah, when they say stuff like that, then, then, then like like now that I lose the definition of normal. Like, sorry, how did I usually put my hands? Were they in my pocket all the time? Or were they in my hair? Or were I, I chewing my finger every day? Like, I, like what do I... Like, I, could, I could potentially blame being raised by sitcoms, watching sitcoms all the time. That has affected my idea of like how normal people behave. Because I'm always like, oh, I should say the funny line, huge, and with my hands like this, down the barrel, yeah. right? And they're like, no, no, dude, this is 30 Rock. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Yeah, just say the words. Like, yeah. I, but what well, if? But they, but then what? Nobody's gonna laugh. Yeah, this is a single cam. No one needs to laugh. No one should be laughing. I, I'm sure most people know this story, but I, I every time you talk about, you're supposed to laugh. Rodney Dangerfield, after like the first day or two of Caddyshack, someone was like, Rodney, how you feeling? He's like, I'm miserable. I can't. You know, it finds out that. He thinks he's bombing because no one on the, <laughs> no one on the crew is laughing at him. He's like, I'm in a room full of people uh, uh, making jokes. No one's reacting. And then it's like the direct. I forget who it was. Was like Rodney. There's audio and stuff. Like they can't they can't laugh. They'll ruin the take. And it like lit Rodney Dangerfield. He's like, and like you've been fucking killed. And I'm like, imagine Rodney Dangerfield not confident in his one liners. Like the world is <laughs> fucked up, man. The world of television and movies can fuck you it's up. Like, I've just been I've just been here. <sighs> We're talking no. about a, a, a show where a, a world in which Adam Pally is considered the fat one on Happy Endings, and like, oh like, yeah, that's, and it's like yeah. this is Hollywood is so fucked. That it's like, <laughs> the I'm the girl. schlubby one. <laughs> yeah. You're not the fucking schlubby one. I'll show You're you. You're my <laughs> hottest friend. <laughs> You're literally amongst our friend group the guy we consider the handsomest. Okay. <laughs> And you're the schlub on this show. I'm oh, fucked. I'm gonna have to t- play Taiju. Take us down a notch. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to be uh, brother Shango, Papa Shango's like, white adopted brother. <laughs> like I'm already too tall f- in general. The giant I become every time I've been on set. Yeah, <laughs> it is the most noticeable thing I've ever like. Truly, like I've never felt like I was in a miniature home 
Then like I'm YM when I'm walking around on a set set up for everybody else. Dude, dude, my mom used to call me a bull in a china shop because I was like a big, uh, like burly uh, yeah. uh, kid. And now I never feel that more than when I'm on set. You are tall. You are V yes. tall. I am a kind of tall, but I'm wide. And the second I get on set, I'm like, my elbow knocks over a book. I like bump into the actor. I'm like. I'm like feel claustrophobic, and they got you in layers because it's TV. Oh, yeah. So now I'm like sweating, and I have like I never even wear long sleeves, and it's like I don't know what the fuck's going on. You're so uncomfortable. It's 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 well, brutal. Nothing on set has any weight to it. Yes, because they want to be able to move it very quickly, and it's like <laughs> right. you have to understand. I'm not a tiny fucking wave of an individual. If I move, things shift. Right? <laughs> if it weighs Wait. nothing, it will go with me. Oh man, this is uh, this is a great name drop story. But uh, I was sh- shot one day on that movie um, Bombshell that yes. uh, Charlize Theron plays Megan Kelly in, and my scene was to be a sound guy who's miking up Megan Kelly, and then I have one line like "We love you, Megan," but so the action is I'm putting on her sound uh, her mic, and then I walk away, and the director Jay Roach comes over and is like. I'm I'm so afraid to touch Charlize that I'm like a foot away from her with my hands pretending to put a mic on. Yeah, exactly. And it looks it looks like bad improv. It looks like em- Emmy's level object work. Like uh and so I'm like, "Oh, okay." And so I do it I do it right I, and then Charlize is like studying Megan Kelly on her phone and like trying to match the voice and she's like, "I don't know if I got it to me." And I'm just happening because I'm standing there and it's like in between takes. And I'm like, hey, for what it's worth, I, I think you're I think you're nailing it. And like in order to like continue the conversation, like I like kind of lean on the table, the desk she's sitting at. But off what you're saying, this shit is on fucking wheels. <laughs> and I go to lean on it to talk to her and it sh- shoves away. I stumble and I and like she's like, whoa, whoa, are you OK now? You know, like when you get asked if you're OK and you're like, oh, I'm done. I, no, no, I'm, I'm the My lowest status person on this. <laughs> set, set. Yeah. Everyone hates me. But the fact I can that- just hear myself going further down the credits yep, under yep. the key grips. <laughs> and Charlize is like, are you OK? And then like the, you hear like uh, the first AD. Oh, can we get Arden here to move this? Oh, God. OK. Like, oh, we got to reset. The guy just pushed the tape. And then you hear like everyone's grumbling about how I'm like just sitting there like. <laughs> No, no, no. And the problem is, it's not the weight of a regular table. Yes, exactly. And it's It's not the weight. If you don't want somebody to lean on something and you don't put a sign that says, don't lean on this, guess what, motherfucker? I'm leaning, bitch. (laughs) There's a good chance I'll lean on it with a sign on it. Yeah, I'm an idiot. (laughs) I'm a disrespectful idiot. You're you're really challenging me here. You're asking for the worst. You're asking for the worst. And I will deliver. I promise. I am a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, God. Fuck. The world is meant for nothing but follies for anyone over the height of six feet or any remote whiteness whatsoever. It's all meant for us to be like, you're going to hit your head. You're going to push this over. You're going to knock this out. Dude, I threw my back out getting into my car, which is not a low riding car. It's a fucking station wagon. But like the drop from like, I didn't drop pop properly from my height and i was like did i just throw out my back dropping and i was embarrassed 
I, it was, happened um, on like my 37th birthday too. It was like the realest wake up call of like, okay, time to get your <laughs> shit together. <laughs> I uh, I threw my back out uh, from getting up too quickly while playing uh, Final Fantasy while lying on the couch. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, had, I had so much back that when uh, when the bottom of it caught up to the top of it, they were like, hey, 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 hey buddy, where, where do you think you're going? Which you get final, back down here. <laughs> which Final Fantasy? The seven I remastered. Think or? this was a, yeah, this was a seven remake. Oh, awesome! I I just started that. I never played seven, yeah. and even though I loved the Final Fantasy games from uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo, so I got it a PS4 and uh, like uh, I want a PS5, but I can't fucking get one. So I'm stoked to have a PS4. I'm PS4. I have a PS5. Play. I just wanted to let you know that there's there's no secret behind it. I just have. I'm just. You're just. I I, I know some people who know me. some people. Um, <laughs> Making you now pretty fucking cool it was book. honestly my only goal was to get a ps5 so i can have a moment like this on a podcast where somebody says <laughs> like, i don't play video games i just like the big dog people. i just got it <laughs> it's still in the it's box there i'll probably open the box one day <laughs> <laughs> once it's worth way more money i'll resell it probably yeah to you you fucking sucker uh, oh yeah. thanks bud yeah they're still sold out which is insane i know and i'm like i i'm gonna i'm like at that D level celebrity shit about to tweet who's got the PS5 connection. You know, <laughs> I got lucky. I got really lucky because I was just on eBay at like two a.m. Uh, like you know, everybody else in the world. I almost be. overpaid by like a hundred and twenty dollars on like a Walmart site. I almost was... just did it just to be like, I want to rip. I want to get it now. Like, I, yeah, I did it. I did it. They, this guy charged only two hundred dollars more because it was like right when they came out and everybody oh, was sick. charging like. 500 was like, plus they were more. getting like straight up scalped. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, this guy's doing it for only $200 more. I'd just pay this price. It's fine. It's worth it. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was it worth it. I don't really think so, but <laughs> I'm happy to have had, I'm happy but I'm pretending, have. I'm pretending it is. Yeah. I'm pretending it is. Uh, that's, uh, so let's, we're wrapping up here shortly, but I just wanted to talk about one last concept. Uh, yeah. The sitcom was so, it sounds like it was so comforting to both of us for two different yeah. re- for for uh, assorted reasons, and I think a lot of people could agree with like the sort of opiate feeling of yeah. a sitcom of like, oh, I can just like, ha-. and now like we grew up without phones, but it's like now you can like, okay, I got to bang out some emails, but a sitcom's on or whatever. Uh, what's the last sitcom that gave you that? I, I, I'll start because I, I have I have an answer, yeah. so I'll give you a second, but. Modern Family, I just randomly, like, on the third season, threw it on Hulu while I was, like, at a job. And I was like, oh, the show's kind of funny. Oh, I kind of like these people. And then I managed to watch every single episode. Started to not find the show funny at all. But I started to, like, I would cry in the third act, I would say, one in two episodes. Every other episode, I was crying in the third act. Uh, It was around the time my dad had passed away. Uh, Phil and Luke have like a he's like a good dad he's always trying to be a good dad and like they always have like a third act dad connection and that shit just works on me and I love Julie Bowen because of Happy Gilmore Um, so like that shit just works on me over and and that was the last I haven't found a new like I I, I loved It's Always Sunny but I don't think that gave me the same feeling that I got Modern Family was about like look this sweater it's gross, yeah. but I'm comfortable in it when I'm home, so I just want to put it. I know, I know, it's weird. Like I didn't yeah. fully enjoy it, but I couldn't stop. And when it ended, I was like, "This sucks that it's over." <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of something that that got me like that, especially of that many seasons. I think I just I recently just watched a bunch of episodes of Mom. 
Oh mom. shit! I love Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney and Anna Ferris. It's so it's pretty simple, but it's like there's so much. Like there's they have new angles because it's about them being addicts and trying to become better mothers, but there's still so many aspects of it that are just very much like a family that's trying to stay close and reconnect and like it's 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 really yeah it feeds it feeds a certain need that I like from sitcoms yeah and sitcoms if you're gonna want to watch if you're gonna watch a, a sitcom these days to get that feeling not a bad idea to watch a Chuck Lorre sitcom he is yeah. the guy like whether you like it or not doesn't matter but he's making the opiate for the masses sitcoms these oh days. yeah the, like the rest of his that he does usually I'm like I've I've no I've no like full interest in this like this but, is probably the one that I'm like this has a full yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The second part of that is Ferris and fucking Jamie yeah. are two of the best. I love Anna Ferris. Like, I think she's so House like, Bunny I, is so fucking good, and I don't hear enough people talk about how good House Bunny is. Her House Bunny is good. Scary movie, also amazing. She Le- did two love. like great job the whole way through. Yup. <laughs> crushed it. Always. No faults. <laughs> I love scary movie. That's funny you brought that up. I love that. That's, that, that's um, so like she's been good at being funny for so long that she should be like she should have an award for it yeah she has like keenan thompson level like length of staying power in yeah. co- in the comedy world like i mean no one has keenan's he's been on tv <laughs> since I, like i think he's like a, a little older than me and he's been on i've been watching him on tv yeah. since i was like 11 in like, like 94, a few 95. different jo- a few different jobs, yeah. From all that, all the way onto SNL, and like, I, like, I just my whole life, Keenan has been on TV doing sketch comedy. My whole life. Now he's also doing sitcoms and shit. The fuck guy's a legend. But I give Anna Faris a little bit of that uh, power yeah. too, because I've been watching her since Scary Movie, and she's been in comedies. She she kind of fell off for a, a hot minute, but I'm glad she's back with Mom. Look, she's gonna be she's gonna be working for the rest of her lives, and I think like she's probably gonna get a renaissance the older she gets too. Like I feel like. Anna Ferris is going to get a moment in the sun. She's uh, going to get her like Jean so Smart. She's going to get oh. her hacks. Yeah. Get her Jean Smart. Get her Betty White. Yeah. Get her. <laughs> Hopefully a little sooner. Yeah. Which is disrespectful. <laughs> it's the, the way these uh, women in comedy have to wait so long to get the uh, the the respect they are due. It's uh, that fucking crazy Hollywood shit where if they don't pop as like uh, a sexual object, yeah. they like it. Uh, we're talking in this mass market sitcom world. If they don't like. Then it's like, well, we don't have a role for a woman who's in her late twenties to late thirties. Ah, fifty-year-old woman, we have some roles for you. Welcome back, Playing grandma. It's like I'm fifty. I have a two-year-old kid. This is L.A. I'm on fertility drugs and in the best shape of my life. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, you're a hot grandma, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've I've worked on one show where some where one of the like I don't want to say the name, but yeah, she was definitely much younger <laughs> than she's playing. And so, it's <laughs> yeah. like, so it's very weird to be like. Hey, so back in this year, you did this and this, and she's like, "Yeah, I was two. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. is like fifty nine when they made the last Avengers, and he's like having his first kid in the show and in the movie. And you're like, <laughs> like this feels fucking weird, man. <laughs> yeah, his penis should be done by now. <laughs> yeah, he should be toast. Also, like he been- <laughs> his pe- well, I, well, based on what he did in general, there should be if he if if he's not shooting blanks. Right. Yeah. If I'm concerned about my hot tub speedo time growing up, I think I I think Tony Stark should be concerned with having a fucking radiation in his chest. Robert Downey Jr.'s penis should be coughing at this point. (laughs) Not even Tony Stark, but RDJ. I just Tony Stark. Everyone coughing dust. Yeah. (laughs) Just. 
There's a <laughs> so just a little bit of semen resin in the back, I think. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. The vas deferens is dried up. Dry firing out here. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh, Solomon, thank you so much for talking sitcoms with me here on High and Mighty. Um I mentioned the juice at the top, your yes. podcast, but you want to tell my listeners a little bit about the juice and uh, um, whatever else yeah. you got going on? I have a fun little podcast coming out every week called The Juice on Team Coco. It's all about small-scale gossip, none of that celebrity nonsense. We just have a good time talking shit, uh, and if and we also read off listener submissions. So yeah, give it a listen uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm Solomon Giorgio all across the board. Uh, if there's anyone else out there named Solomon Giorgio, can you just please take them out for me? <laughs> yeah. A, I'm sorry for taking the good handles. Uh, and B, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead to me. There's a, there, that red dot on, like that laser pointer on you right now? <laughs> take the shot. Tango down. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for having me. I have a good time. Oh, please, man. You're, you're, I, you're so fucking funny, and I always enjoy talking to you. You are too. Uh, this. Oh. Thanks, man. This was worth it for the compliment alone. Uh, well, that's the one compliment. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking sweat my ass for an hour screaming <laughs> sitcom facts. And, uh, I think barely... hilarious, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're both crying now. This is actually really, this is affecting me. Uh, I, at, at, as always, I'm at Gabrus on, every, on everything. I've got two other podcasts, the Action Boys, uh, at, on Patreon, and every Monday night, the Movie Buff Live on Spotify, 8 8 Pacific 11 Eastern and also July 14th my travel show premieres on True TV 101 places to party before you die co-hosted with friend and uh, repeat guest Adam Pally we're getting fucked up traveling the country trying to do comedy it's inspired by the trip and fuck that's delicious and Bourdain uh, it's not scripted uh, so it's uh, we're not I'm not getting paid that much but you're gonna enjoy the shit out of it uh, tune in uh if you have true TV or next time you're at your mom's house, put true TV on. Cause I know they won't be able to figure out how to change it. Uh, just get the rate. <laughs> Help me get a second season, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Shitheads. That was a hit gum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. 
To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.